Lights, camera, action. Welcome to the Scrapbook Podcast, Director's Cut. And welcome back to the Scrapbook Podcast, Director's Cut. I am your host, Jody Pratt, with my fellow host, Patrick Wigfall. And this is a story from Patrick. I know y'all been waiting for it. I know you tired of me and Sunflower, but fuck you. I'm just playing. I, I won't cut that out, but I love you. <laughs> uh, somebody said recently that they're just like, I was looking through the director's cut for Patrick. I'm just like, it's in the description, so I know you lying. <laughs> I know you lying, bro. Like, I've been, I was trying to sort through it to see, to listen to Patrick, and I, I could, you know what I'm saying? And it took me a while. And I'm just like, well, that'd be because you've, produce more stories yeah um, but also you can't read because it's in the description you know how simple people be. it's very clear where patrick is she's from the south it's okay yeah all right anyway <laughs> all right. um all right director's cut baby let's go all right so this story um it's gonna bounce back between the 14th century and modern day times i'd say the 70s early 80s and it uh starts off with a researcher I'm going to call her uh, Marionette. We'll call her Mary for short. And she is a marine biologist who is... Fo- <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Don't look at me, you son of a bitch. Look at the ceiling. All right. So she's a... Uh, said Marionette. <laughs> Marionette. <laughs> All I thought about was like a nigga on strings. Like I was going to say uh, Marionetta. And that only like sounded that worse. even better. Marionetta. Yeah. Okay, so it's Marionette. Mary for short. You son of a bitch. All right. So uh, she is um, in the Gulf of Mexico and she's doing uh, marine biology shit. You know what I mean? But she's following an ancient tale uh, or a legend of the Kraken, uh, a humongous, a humongous octopus that is uh, big enough to take in ships. That's all good. Big enough to take in ships, big enough to cause uh, full fleets to disappear. Within within an evening, and so uh, and it's it's kind of similar in in a position to the Bermuda Triangle. So she's kind of uh, taking in all types of realities. What it could be, it could be you know a different dimension, portals, this and that. And so she's she's on the waves, and she is a diver. So she's diving deep, and as she goes down deep. The story goes from the waves swishing around as as she dives in and you see those bubbles come up from her sinking down. It it changes into a man in the 14th century and he's swimming in the same oceans, but he's swimming for food and he's a, a deep sea uh, diver, you know, who is uh, just looking for fish. You know what I mean? But he's a sensible man. I, a, uh, I would say a simple man. I am here for the family that I'm providing for, and that's about it. I don't belong to a huge tribe of people. I'm coming off of the coast of one of these nations. I'm not even going to give him a nation to to hold up. He's just somebody who's in those oceans on a regular basis and understands uh, sea life. And so as he's swimming uh, one day looking for, you know, tuna or whatever the fuck, you know, he sees an octopus, a baby octopus being chased by a tiger shark. And so he spears off the, the tiger shark and the baby octopus clamps to his leg and he takes it off and he puts it into a little crevasse and it hides away 
and he swims away. He t- he takes it as that. Goes to the surface, comes back the next day, sees the same octopus, right? And he's like, you're still in that hole? And so it becomes like a, trust me, you're safe out here. And so he starts to cut off pieces of the fish and and give it to the octopus as he goes to visit it. So it becomes not a pet, but a friend. Because he's not wanting it to come home with him. It's not wanting him to leave its environment. Stay here. I'll come to you. And so as time passes, he notices that um, the, the octopus is having to move caverns. It's not staying in that small crevasse. Now it's in a bit of a cavern. And it does come out to see him and he notices the size of it is growing exponentially. But the the love that the creature has for him is almost like a child when it sees him. If you don't know the scenario, you would assume he's going to eat it. Like the octopus is going to eat him because the tentacles come out and grab him and he laughs underwater and he's like, stop, stop, stop. You're going to make me drown. And then he goes back up to the surface and the octopus is like playing with his foot on the way up for him to breathe. And so they become best friends, like literally best friends. And on one of these ventures, he sees a boat. And as he's swimming low, he sees a really big ship. It's not a boat, it's a ship. And the octopus pulls into its cave. And he kind of like waves off the octopus. He's like, don't trip. I'm going to go see what's up. He looks up. The boat turns into a motorboat. And we're back into modern times. Right? And so. <laughs> God damn, Bobby. <laughs> and so. Damn it, Bobby. As the boat is going, it's over the exact same place that the other ship was at, right? And she looks over at the uh, the driver of the boat, the captain, and she's like, about right here, about right here. And he's like, you sure you want to go down there? And she's like, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for years. I'm not worried about anything that's down there. Sharks aren't really aggressive. And he's like, whatever, whatever, you know, do what you're doing. I'm kind of drunk. And she's just like, okay. And she goes down into the water. And you can hear him talking as she's going deeper into the into that little I'd call it a trench. I'm pretty sure there's trenches all through the ocean, not just Mariana's trench. So there's gotta be trenches everywhere. So she's going into a, a deeper part of the Gulf of Mexico and he starts to say your signal's breaking up. You might want to stay closer to the surface. And she's like, I'm gonna go dark for a second. If anything goes bad, I'm tethered, I'll pull on it. Let me know. As she's going deeper into this uh, trench, she sees, a- as you go deeper into the ocean, that light turns into a dark blue and then to blackness. So she's in that dark blue. But what she's seeing is like a, the ocean floor being disrupted. She's not seeing what it is, but she's seeing something be disrupted. And she's seeing soil and dirt come up and soot and all that good jazz. And she's like, something big is down here. And he's not responding because she's gone dark, but it's still recording. She's got something on her face to record. And she sees like a tentacle pull into a crevasse. And she's like, the 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 myth was real. The, the stories were real. And she goes towards it. And in a mist of ink, she's shrouded in it. And as this creature leaves, it takes some of the ink with it. And she can follow it. And she's like, that was humongous. That was it. That's the Kraken. That's that's the story of legend. And she's like, it is down here. And she's like, why didn't it attack me? She's like, I, I must not have been big enough for it to even notice. 
And so she comes back up to the surface and she's like, we found it. We're right here. And he's like, what did you find? She's like, huge octopus, huge octopus. It could have killed me. He's like, it's not the Kraken if it didn't kill you. And she's just like, I don't know. Help me out. And he helps her out. And then she's like, I need to come back with more equipment. I've got to go deeper and I can't do that with this. And he's like, okay. So they go out. And as the boat's going away, it sinks down to the vision of something looking up at them as it goes away. And it goes back to the old time in the 14th century. With cuz, cuz like touching the octopus on the face and being like, I'll be right back. Like, but with his eyes swimming up to the boat just to go see what the fuck it is. But this octopus at this point is already known that when he sees those things, pain comes after that. And so the dude swims up, meets with the people on the boat. They happen to be Caribbean pirates or or a, a Spanish fleet that is not kind like most of them. He's murdered. He's executed and tossed off the plank and he's bound. And when the body hits the water, the octopus has been watching the whole time. And when like the water in the in Gulf of Mexico is really clear to a certain extent going downwards. So the people on the boat see this creature's hands grab the body and pull it deep. And this is where the myth becomes or, or, or starts up. Right. And people start to abandon ship the second they see that. They go on their little, you know, scuttle boats, whatever the fuck you call them, dinghies. And uh, the captain of the ship is just like harpoons. Throw them at it. Like, what do we got these sharp shit for if we're not going to use them? And when the octopus realizes what it's holding, because it's taking it almost as food initially. And then it sees the face and it's like, it's my it's my boy. It's my guy. Anger swells in the creature. Um, and the creature comes up and destroys the ship. The people on the dinghy feed the legend of a creature that is vengeful and angry and will kill you if you swim over its, you know, its shit. This is a Spanish ship, now that I'm changing the story, leaving one of the islands that it took uh, gold from. So gold is lost with the ship. And so as... Uh, this creature is destroying the ship in anger because of what it's done to the only friend I ever had. The the gold falls upon his body. And as time goes on, ships continue using this pathway because it is the clearest path to get in and out of this area without having to go too deep into the Bermuda Triangle. Because this, I would say it's either at the bottom of the Bermuda or the top. But it's right where people go missing and nobody wants to go find out why. And so you get all these stories and so it, it, as the ship is falling apart, you see the bubbles, you see the bubbles, and then it switches back to normal time, and it's her coming out of the water again. And it's her being testing new equipment and being like, we can go as deep as we can with this. And they're like, yeah, this is as deep as we can go right now. And, and you know, you can take, uh, you know, the pressure, you know, PSI, whatever. And so she's like, let's go. They're like, do you want anybody else to go with you? And she's like, yes, I'm going to need a team with me to go. So she gets about three or four people, goes down. And she's just like, just know that if you panic down there, you're going to you're going to die. You can't come back up. These machines aren't built to come back up that quickly. And so she's going down and they run into another one. But this one, I want it to be big enough to where when you see it move, you think it's a piece of a uh, of like the underground because it has that camouflage to it to where she's like, 
why is that mountain under, like, it looks like a mountain underneath the ocean. And she's like, why is that mountain moving? And it's not a mountain, it's one of them. And she's just like, that's it. That's way bigger than the one I saw before. Somebody has like a panic attack and almost dies. They have to get him to the surface. And she stays down there. And as she's staying down there, uh, she sees like, as the light shifts, she sees like a glimmer, something reflective at the bottom of the water. And she's like, what the fuck? And so she swims deeper in there. And she's lost communications at this point. People are telling her to come up, but she's not listening. And she goes deeper and deeper to, to find out what that glimmer is coming from. And when she gets close, she almost goes into like a cavern, but like a really wide cavern. And at the edges of this cavern, there's little bits of gold, like uh, coins of gold. And she looks at them, and they're doubloons, you know, feel me? Like they're like old school shit. And she's like, what is this? And there's movement all around her and they keep leaving and they're bigger and bigger until she comes upon this giant rock. And it looks to her like a beak, right? And as she swims up to it, she realizes when she touches it, it's smooth. It's not a rock formation. It's a it's a beak. And it's the beak of the giant octopus. And as she swims around it, she finds a little bits of gold. But around it is mountains. It's like this... The only reason this was blocked out was because of the amount of octopi in that area staying around it. And as she swam deeper, they kept leaving. And so it almost illuminates reflecting off the light and she can see it underwater. And inside of the beak is a man bound uh, bones. And what it essentially is, it's the man when he was killed the octopus defended that body until its dying breath. It never ate again. And the only thing it did was go kill things that like floated atop of it. If a ship went by it, it just went into what it should do. And it gave birth to a whole bunch of those huge things that are swimming around. But again, none of them are aggressive. It's strictly due to the fact that you stole the one friend I had on this planet. And so my objective for the rest of my life will be to capsize anything that I see that looks like you. And the the beautiful part about this is you gave me this piece is that it didn't even eat anymore. Once it got to that point where he was dead and it knew he was dead and he had killed that ship or she had killed the ship, it just she she just had him in his beak holding him. And she nestled down, had kids, and the kids continued to live out that legend for her in their own way. You know, none of them were ever going to be as big as her. She was the last of the Titans. She was the last of those great beasts. But what she what she had in spades that they will never have is the understanding of love and, and companionship. And that's what will always separate her from that creature of legend is that that was a an irrational creature when she was very rational about what she did. And uh, that's that's what I got. That shit is so good, bro. Want to change anything? <clears throat> I would like for him to to have like an underground cave. He would go to, like where he pops up and there's air. Yeah, like she she finds it for him, and so she can so he can so she can have him longer. Because he's basically free diving. 
Yeah, he's free diving. Exactly, that's <clears throat> what it is. So she was like, that he, it's like a duality when he put her into a nestled spot for her to feel safe. Yes, she'd yes. bring him into the same spot, just like you can breathe the air here. You know what I mean? We could play so, here. So then he doesn't die. No, no, he does. No, no, I'm saying like when when he gets caught by the pirates or the Spaniards. No, well, he and does. They, and, he does die. Yeah. And uh, she's just unaware I, I of him being alive. I love the king part that you had. I feel like you should have you should have ran with that what a little king bit. Part? Remember he was a a king that died. Um and his best friend was a was a shit. Remember you, but you completely changed that, right? Yeah, but I, I, I feel constantly like do if, that. If if like her nature wasn't to purposely destroy shit, she would just destroy um vessels before right mm-hmm. and the the gold would fall and he'd collect the gold and he would change his family's shit right you, this is completely can be scratched completely but it it would be ill if it's years and years he's had this relationship with this fucking kraken but towards the end before he got killed he was sparsely visiting her because he was more well off. So he didn't have to die for, for fish anymore. He had people to do that. You know what I mean? I like I like it being I like I like your way completely. But I, like I just the have to get this of it. I then, like this I have to get this intrusive thought out. You know ahead, what I'm saying? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But I love that it was this nigga free diving in his drawers to save this little bitty motherfucker that he could he could have eaten yeah. completely. His babies could have had, had some, exactly. But he was just like, no, nah, I'll save you and spear these shit. And then it gets bigger and bigger. And then he didn't even really have to dive anymore because she'd bring him fish. Mm-hmm. He would just go down there just to see her and play and then get a get a sense of relaxation down there. Mm-hmm. It's quiet down here. All I say is this big ass bitch. And, and then she'd and put him up in the, how you like the cave idea? I like uh, so, so only thing I want to scrap out of that idea is that he stopped coming because he okay, got gold. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. So let's let's leave out the gold until he dies, because that's what's making people think it's the area that yeah. that this creature is is coming for the gold yeah. when the creature is just protecting the only thing it knows. Yeah. So it leads him to like he has to go up, and the creature loves him, so the creature yeah. takes him to a place where he can breathe underwater. Yeah. And that in that cavern. Because uh, an octopus can get anywhere that its beak can fit into. Yeah, absolutely. So this cavern is, I'd say, 15 feet wide Yeah. to get into it. But you got to go deep and then come up and then you get a little cavern of air. Mm-hmm. And that that is where she sees the gold as at the peak of that 15 thing. And it's every time this creature came and killed something mm-hmm. upstairs and came back down, the gold floated. And when you go down in your heavy thing, you create like a, a not a wind tunnel, but like a... Suction. A suction point to where the gold is going to just flow in there naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and when you're as big as this thing is, it that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. And so I find that even better because she comes up and she's like, it was guarding gold. And then she finds the beak and she's like, that is a humongous beak. And she looks inside and the only thing in there is him surrounded by gold. The, the, the riches of the world don't amass to the the, the loss, feeling yeah. and loss that I had when I lost the only person that I cared about, mm. the only person that had my back when the world was trying to kill me. Mm. Yeah, 
I feel like it it would be nice to have him have a uh, goddamn Pat. <sighs> Good job, dude. For him to have last words to her. Yeah. You remember that because the, uh, she pulls him back after. Yeah, he's drowning and then she pulls him in and they're like, that creature just ate it. And then the legend starts. Yeah. Pulls him into the water. He's like, <sighs> <sighs> yeah, pulls him into the place. You mm-hmm. feel me? And he's just like talking to her in this fucking, you know, it could be any language. Yeah. And he's like, I love you and shit like that. And then the nigga takes the last breath. The orchestra. You know what I'm saying? Just brings out sad ass music. And the nigga just like, she's just like, I'll be right back. And she, you see him, her holding him with a tentacle. Mm-hmm. And then as he dies, she just slips away. And then you see the, <laughs> the niggas on the ship, bruh. They're yeah. just like, did you see that monster? <laughs> the, the devil from the depths. Yeah. And they're just, and in the, the fucking cockstrong fucking captain is just like, ready your spears, men. Yeah. And then you just see. We're going down with the ship. And just take them all destroyed. down. And yeah. There, there, there's no remorse in her eyes. Yeah. There's no remorse for any if of these anybody people. Anybody come over here. It's bad. It's bad. This man. is my area. This is my dude down there. Yeah. And he's going to live forever. Because the last time I, I let this happen, my human died. So mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah. So, uh, I'll um I'm gonna take out I'm gonna edit out the part that I was saying. About the the dude going into the thingy. Or, or the going r- for the gold and then leaving. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna completely edit that out because I don't want anybody to get confused by this by me saying that in this great ass story. This yeah. shit is great. I liked it. I liked you know it. Saying? Like good job, dude. Let and that and that and that split between that was what I was missing. When I started it, all I had was the legend of the Kraken, and then once Brad died, that's why it was going ham. Yeah, I didn't have that part about the the basically you know current times chick going and finding it. That's so hard with the transitions. Yeah, so hard. That I thought about that on the way here, and I was like, "Let's go, baby." Yeah, yeah, that was hard. That was hard as fuck. What are you gonna call it? My little big octopi. Mm, yeah, and obviously in this story, it's going to be stretched out more. You yeah. see his family, the nigga writing, drawing her and shit like that and, and different things. You'll see him bringing her home in a way, mm-hmm. but also just get into an argument and just like, I'm just going to go fishing. I'm just going to go fishing. Not even that, but like, uh, you know what I mean? A few hours out of the day after after stressing and shit like that, his kid is saying this nigga just going splash right into the water and forget and then forget about it and that and that's the beautiful part about it is that as you know when you have somebody in your life that is important that is not your blood but is your family that time with them is is uh priceless bro priceless and when you lose that person for especially when you lose them when they said be calm it's gonna be okay yeah i'm gonna go check this out relax yeah. And then you find their body floating to you. The anger in you doesn't leave. You just have to learn how to process it. And she had no other, nothing to to learn how to process that anger. Mm-hmm. And so she took it on every fucking ship she saw for the rest of her life. Yeah. Whilst not eating anymore. Like once, once bro, I think, I'm thinking that maybe she left to eat, but every time... She came back. She put him back in her mouth. 
Like that was home, maybe. What do you think about that? Like her dying? Because I don't know how long an octopus can go without eating, bro. It can go a long time. Octopus don't even live for very long anyway. They live like two years. But this one is is the exception. It's the Kraken. Yeah. This is a different breed. Um, uh, actually, dude, octopus live way less. I got to swear, they're like max range is about two years, some shit like that. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, I'd love the, the, the nigga starving to death. It being a gigantic, gigantic creature, and it has gave birth and shit, and it just clasped its mouth shut in in reverence. You know what I mean? Either way, these, Cause, these cause, little bits. Because my be thing changed. is leaving the nigga out. Le- his body's going to deteriorate way faster, and then he—that's a way to fight off predators. These little crabs that come and yeah, okay, fuck okay, him you're up, right, you know you're right, you're right. So yeah, then then she she sequesters herself off and just is like, I'm done with everything. You know, like yeah. And you find you find that that's so poetic to me for her to be found around gold and there's not a piece in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not always what you think. It's not always that the story they give you isn't always what it is. And, and she was just fighting for what she loved and what she knew. I love it. Yeah. I like that. And also you're absolutely correct. It's three to five years. The shortest span is six months. Yeah. Yeah. But they're incredibly smart. Yeah, they have three hearts. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for that one. Yeah, beautiful, man. Thank you. Um, we going to close it up. Yes. Thank you for joining us. I know I've been gone for a minute. Had to deal with some shit, but I'm back. Joe held it down. I want to give him, you know, my appreciation and my love. Uh, he's a brilliant man. And I'm back, baby. Uh, we'll, we'll start getting these directors cut, pumped out more from my end. And uh, give this nigga a break. Um... Thank you for joining us on the Scrapbook Podcast Director's Cut. I'm your host, Jody Pratt, with my fellow host, Patrick Wickfall. We love you. Don't stop being creative. Peace. Deuces and be nice to octopuses. Peace.